Phil Schulte was barely out of college in 1976 when he was approached about becoming Sussex Central High School's head wrestling coach. Although reluctant to take the job at first, Phil eventually accepted the challenge and spent the next 41 years compiling a staggering record of success. Earlier this year, Phil announced that the 2016-17 season would be his last. In February, he went out in style by leading the Golden Knights to the Division I State Dual Meet Championship. He heads into retirement as one of the most successful wrestling coaches not only in Delaware but in the entire United States. I'm Dave Mall, and in a moment, Phil will step into the IRSD spotlight to talk about his four decades at the helm of one of Delaware's powerhouse wrestling programs. In 41 years as Sussex Central High School's head wrestling coach, Phil Schulte amassed 434 dual meet victories, more than any coach in Delaware history. Under his leadership, the Sussex Central Golden Knights earned two Division I dual meet state championships and advanced to the finals four other times. In addition, 28 of his wrestlers have won a total of 38 individual state titles. Seven have won multiple state championships. In January, Phil announced that he would retire at the end of the 2017 season. On February 14th, his team gave him a magnificent going away present, the 2017 Division I Dual Meet State Championship. Phil recently joined me to talk about this year's championship team and to reminisce about his coaching career at Sussex Central. So Phil, I guess there's nothing like going out on top. This, this was a very interesting year. Um, you know, we, we, we talked about it in the beginning of the year that there was a possibility that we could do very well to win a state championship. Uh, it would have been very difficult to do. But, uh, you know, as coaches, we can say whatever we want, but you as an athlete, you got to believe in yourself. And uh, this year the kids really believed in themselves that they could win a state title, and they did. In the state final, you defeated Smyrna by two points. Now, this was a team, this was the same Smyrna team that Sussex Central had lost to only a few days earlier at the end of the regular season. When you got to the to the final at the dual meet, what was your thought, what were you thinking when the final was getting ready to start and you were going up against a team that you had basically just lost to a few days earlier? Well, I really thought that uh, beating beating Cape and Lupin in the semifinals, that, that took all the energy out of us. Mm -hmm. You know, that, that came right down to the very last match with two defending state champions. Whoever won was going to be in the finals. Mm -hmm. So when, when uh, Brandon Batista uh, beat Corey Lawson from Cape and Lupin, all the emotion that we that that we showed, I honestly thought that okay, we're going to be mentally drained when when we hit Smyrna. We're in the locker room, we're talking, uh, you know, about the match, and the kids are so pumped up because they're going, yes, this ring, th we're getting a ring, and everybody in the room was talking about we are getting a ring, and we got the flip of the coin, which we could get the matchup that that we wanted, and uh, from there the kids just took off and wrestle extremely well and as, as we as we told them at the end of the the match at all the years that I've been coaching for 40 some years this is the first time that a team wrestled for two coaches myself and Chip Ilian. Yeah and we'll talk about Chip in a little while I do want to ask you about him but that that semifinal against Cape was pretty epic too wasn't it was it what was the final margin on that? On uh, it, I think it was a couple points it came down you know that whoever won you know I, I I, I think uh, we were up by one point, so it didn't really make any difference. If if they won, you know, they go to the state finals. 
and we won, you know, which we did, we go to state finals. Yeah. So you sensed a real determination going into the final from your kids that night. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you won your first dual meet state title in 2008. Yes. But do you, is this one a little more special than the first? That one, the, the one in 2008 was your first one, but is this one a little more special? It is more special. 2008, we were supposed to win. We, we were the team to be picked to win. Mm -hmm. I really believe that 2017, that uh, we were one of the better teams in the state, but we were not that great you know, to be a state championship team. So it was more special because we did something that the wrestlers believed in, but I don't think many people thought we could do. Now I've read um, that you kind of had a special feeling about this particular team going back to when many of your top wrestlers were freshmen. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the reasons you decided to stick a, stick around for a few more years and, and, and coach for a little while longer. Is this true? It, it was true. Uh, we had a good group, you know, with Lucas Hudson, you know, Blake Chambers, uh, you know, Johnny Morris came in as, as a uh, as a sophomore, and uh, we had uh, Max Tolson. They were all freshmen, and they were a very hardworking bunch of uh, young athletes. And uh, you know, we get a couple guys, you know, from the middle school to come up, and our middle school, you know, coaches they do an outstanding job for us also. So it was kind of special, you know. I, I was gonna I was gonna leave the next year, and and then we did so well, and then the junior year, like I'm thinking this could be my last year, and we ended up being state runner, you know, runner up, and then you know what, maybe one more year, you know, and, and people have been saying that I've been saying one more year for the last eight nine years, you know. Once you get into it, it's very difficult to leave. There's always somebody there you want to hang around for. Wait one more year, one more year, and. I have to give it up. Yeah, so it's just it's just time then. It, it is time to go. You know, my knees are hurting, my my <laughs> hips are hurting. I can't get down, yeah. and uh, I just don't have the energy that that I had in the past years. Now, you a couple of weeks after the dual meet championships, um, Rashad Stratton and Blake Chambers were crowned individual state champions uh, in their respective weight classes. Can you talk a little bit about these two young men who now have the distinction of being your last two individual state champions out of a Quite a few. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, we, we had five in the finals. Yeah. And to be honest with you, we thought we could win four or five state titles. Yeah. And that would even be a greater uh, the greater way to leave. You know, I think the most that any one team has ever had was, was six. I think that was Milford back in the early 80s. But, you know, it is a, it is a, a nice, nice way to go. Uh, after the state title was over, uh, Stratton came to me and said, you know what, I'm your last state champion. And I said, you're right. And you'll never forget your first state state champion, and you'll never forget your last state champion. But Rashad was, was a very hard worker, you know, and, and so was uh, Blake Chamber. Blake Chamber was, was more uh, of a methodical type of wrestler. Um, and, uh, you know, he worked hard, and he paid off for it. Uh, let's go back to the beginning. Uh, you served uh, a year as a head coach at Indian River High School uh, when Herm Bastianelli, who was your high school coach here at Sussex Central, uh, announced that he was retiring as the head coach at Sussex Central. He'd had that job, I think, since 1960. He wanted you to take the job, and you were initially reluctant to do so. Why was that? How do you how do you follow somebody like Herm Bachinelli? You know, there's nothing more that I could do that, that he did. And uh, when, when when they offered me the job, remember Ed Bazaar was the athletic director at the time. He called me, and I said, "Well, give me a couple of days to think about it." And I remember talking to my parents, and uh, it was a hard decision to make. I wanted to go back to my school, but I knew I could never do what he did. 
I mean, I think he his record was 150 and 15, you know, which is just unbelievable that somebody could coach that many wins with that few losses. And so I sat down with my father, and you know, he said, "Hey, Phil, you know, if you don't do a very good job, don't worry about it. They'll get rid of you." <laughs> and uh, I said, "Well, you know, maybe I, I will take a shot." And it's the best decision I ever made. Well, that was my next question. Did you ever envision? coaching as long as you have and then becoming sort of like the legend that you've become here you know it's not not just in this yeah. community but pretty much across the state of Delaware yeah. and even nationally to a certain yeah. degree I was planning to go 10 years yeah. you know of course I was single wasn't planning to get married at all yeah. and uh, you know I was going to do this for a while and and then move on and, and like I said before okay I'm going to stick around one more year there's somebody there that I really want to work with yeah. okay and then there's one more and so that went on for what thirty some years. Thirty some years, <laughs> but it was a very quick thirty years. You know, yeah. I, I've been, I've been, you know, blessed, you know, here at uh, Sussex Central. Mm-hmm. When when you think about Delaware's powerhouse wrestling programs over the last few decades, mm-hmm. Sussex Central is always mentioned along with Smyrna, uh, Caesar Rodney, St. Mark's, William Penn, Milford. Mm-hmm. You've been here forty one years. What do you think has been? the key to just that sustained run of success for that long, just decades of success? Oh, one thing is is the commitment from coaches. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been very blessed to have top-notch coaches, mm-hmm. and one of them has been Chip, Chip mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, uh, without Chip, I don't know if we'd be, we have been that successful. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, the man is phenomenal. I mean, he can watch wrestling on TV. You know, he'll tape it, he'll stop it, he'll show it. He'll watch it. He'll stop it. He'll analyze everything, and then he'll come to practice and go, "Phil, I want to show you something I saw against Iowa and and, and maybe like Penn State wrestle, mm-hmm. and, and and I think I know you know how to do it." Um, so you know, we're good coaching staff. You know, I always surrounded my, myself with good people. Mm-hmm. You know, every every successful person is because of who you have with you. Mm-hmm. Number two, we have dedicated athletes. Mm-hmm. You know, they know they know the commitment they're going to have to make. Wrestling, either you hate the sport or you love the sport. There's nothing in between. You know, the bad rap about wrestling is is about you know the weight control. Uh, the other the other reason I think we've been so successful is because of the support that I get from the school district and also from the uh, community. You know, I, like I I've been fortunate enough that I have had that really strong support. I guess I'm saying from from the community. Yeah. Um, I know, does it sort of go back into the feeder programs in the middle schools, too? Because I, I always remember, at least back when I was in school, um, the old Sussex Central Middle School, I always remember they had a great wrestling program. Is it something that starts early, uh, you know, in the, in the community, too? There's a lot of, uh, you know, like peewee wrestling programs and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, um, when I first started at Central, I, I don't know if we ever had a peewee program, but we did start one. You know, I, I go to wrestling practice two hours and go home, and then we end up at, I think, Millsboro Middle School now, and that's where we would uh, have our, our peewee practice. And at a very young age, they start to understand what the tradition is back, is like at Sussex Central. And, um, you know, once you get hooked onto to that tradition, you know, it's easy to follow, and you want to be part of that. And we've been fortunate enough to most of the time that we've been successful and everybody wants to be part of a, su- a successful team. Now I did want to go back to, to Chip Illion for a minute. Um, he's been your, one of your assistant coaches for 29 years and Chip's also retiring this year along with you. Can you can you just talk, you've already touched on it a little bit, but can you talk about what Chip has meant to the program a little bit? Because 29 years, that's a long, long stretch. That's been most of your career he's been by your side on that. I think Chip and I have been together more than any 
coach in, or assistant coach in the state of Delaware. I don't think you can ever find anybody, any sport that's been together that long. You know, as I said before, Chip, Chip would see something, learn something, and never forget. You know, I would have had trouble remembering what we did last year. <laughs> yeah. You know, and he can say, you know, Phil, 10 years ago we were successful to do this. So Chip basically did all the teaching, you know, at Sussex Central. You know, we, we would discuss things, you know, Chip, what do you think? Should we go back to an old tilt series? You know, should we work on the cradles this year? Uh, he was good at scouting. When we would have matches, he would go scout other teams and come back and report, sit down with the kids. And then when the video camera came into effect, you know, we, we, we would tape, tape our matches. And then, you know, on, like on a Saturday when we, when we had practice, Chip would sit down with each wrestler and go over their tape. You know, you can tell someone something, but if you can actually show it and they can see it, then they understand it more. Yeah. And this is what Chip was, was great at doing. So he was, uh, I guess it's safe to say, he was integral to the success that you oh, had. Oh, yes. Without Chip, I'd, I would say that we would not have been as successful, mm-hmm. or any of my coaches, because I pick my coaches for a reason. If they can help me and help the program, I want them to be on my staff. Uh, let's go back. Let's over, over your 41 years of coaching. Um, let's kind of look back a little bit. There, there. You can't coach that long without having a lot of memorable moments in that time. Are there any that stand out for you above the others in that whole time? I think, I think one of the things that that really meant a lot to me is, is coaching my both my boys. Yeah. You know, one son stayed with me for one year. And then my other son wrestled for me for for four years, so you know that that really meant a lot to me that I was able to do that. Now it's difficult to do, yeah. you know, because you know with, with my son, you know, I take him to, to school, I take him to practice, I pick him up from practice, you know, and he has to listen to me complain about every little thing, you know, and uh, sometimes I think he felt like I wasn't I wasn't his father, but I was more you know as his coach. Because the worst thing I ever had to do was that when he was upset in the semifinals, you know, I wanted to be with him, you know, to help him. But at the same time, you know, I'm hearing where my next guy's getting ready to go go wrestle, you know. So, um, so that that was a difficult part of it. Um, you know, winning two state titles is up there. But I, what I would say that the biggest thing up there that means more to me than anything is that how I've touched you know people's lives. You know, I've hope I've changed a few lives. Uh, if you if you look at all the people that I I've coached, a lot of them are involved into coaching now. You know, like Scott Layfield is a head coach. You know, Jordy Dickerson is a head coach at Georgetown. Sean Davis is one of the head coaches at uh, Millsburg Middle School. Uh, Jason Moore, all these guys, they wrestle for me and they're giving back, or they're being a wrestling official, so they're giving back to the community. Um, which supported them when they were in, in high school. You've coached thousands upon thousands of wrestlers in your in your career, some of which have been extremely successful. Who who in your mind would you say were some of the best that you've ever coached? I think it's hard to say you know who is the best because it's it, it's just a broad statement to make. Yeah. You know, my son never won a state title, but he was you know somebody. Someone said one time they listed uh, the best wrestlers who never were state champions. Okay, uh, Cody Cummins, four-time state champion. You know he's up there. Jesse Savage, two-time state champion. We've been a four-time state champion and and got hurt. You know yeah. twice. Yeah. You know you have Connor McDonald. Uh, you know we've we've had a, 
a, a lot of good wrestlers to go through. I've even had people who never wrestled for me that now are very successful, you know, and that and that means a lot to me. Mm-hmm. You know, they went through the hard practice, they went through the dedication. They they know what it takes to be to be successful. You got to pay a price, and even though these guys never reached the level they wanted. They have now. Yeah, I wanted to talk to you about Jesse Savage. It's mm-hmm. interesting you brought him up because in my previous life as a sports writer, mm-hmm. I remember him yeah. um, and how good he was. And mm-hmm. you correct me if I'm wrong here. Jesse won state titles as a freshman and a sophomore, but then he wasn't. One year he got injured, and then the other year he got he got the flu or something. Yeah. What exactly happened? He should have been a four-time state champion. I know that was the. But what happened the last two years? The junior year, we were just doing light drilling. You know, before the state tournament, and we were doing shooting sprawl, shooting sprawl. Well, it was the drill. You know, one guy shoots in, of course, one guy sprawl, and he shot in, and the other kid came down a little bit too hard on him, hurt his shoulder. You know, and as a coach, you're thinking about maybe I shouldn't have done it. You know, uh, he knows how to sprawl. Why did you ever do it? But anyway, uh, you know, we we're hoping it was just a, you know a sprain, you'd be ready to go. But unfortunately, we had to take him to the hospital, and and he dislocated his shoulder, so he was done. His senior year, uh, and he would have been a state champion that year. Yeah. His senior year, he caught the flu, and I think it. I think it almost turned into uh, having pneumonia. Yeah. And um, and I, I I don't remember this, but there were talk that they, they were going to give him a title of being a four-time state champion, but for some reason they never did. Mm-hmm. And he destroyed everybody. His sophomore. He, he was one of the most incredible wrestlers I've ever oh, seen. Oh, I'm yeah. telling you, I, I remember wrestling Polytech. It was on a Saturday afternoon. And it was against him and the boy. I think his last name was it was Davis. Then uh, Davis was undefeated, and we packed our whole gym just to see that one match. <laughs> and I think it lasted forty five seconds. Jesse Pendy. <laughs> and as soon as the match was over, everybody got up and left. <laughs> that was, was it. Huh? They there. They were there for one match. Yeah, yeah. Looking over your back on your career, what would you say has been the most rewarding part overall of being a high school wrestling coach? You know, as I said before, I think it's the people and the, and the friends that I've met. You know, it's, it's nice that wrestlers will come back to me five, six, seven, ten years later and thank me. Um, it, 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 some of my, I, I honestly believe that I changed their lives to be better, to be a better person. Um, so I, I would think, you know, those are the things. Winning, winning is fun. Winning is important. Twenty years ago, that, that would have been my answer. You know, now it's, you know, changing people, helping people. And uh, I think as coaches, that's basically what we do. You know, as a coach now, you know, coach 20 years ago and a coach now are completely different. A coach now, you're a father. You know, kids have more issues now. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's more things for them to get involved with. And you're you're dealing with, with it daily. Mm-hmm. So so the landscape of coaching has really changed oh, yeah. just in, just mm-hmm. in, during your career. Yeah. And whoever takes over it's going it's, it's going to get worse. Yeah. You know, you know it's just like long hair was an issue. You know, when when I wrestled you, you had to have short hair. Yeah. Why would you want your hair to grow out? <laughs> you know, then was earrings. You know, we went through that stage. Yeah. You know, why would why would somebody want to put an earring in their ear? <laughs> You know, so you know, I, I look at some of the coaches got out of coaching because they couldn't change, like just like the dinosaurs. You know, I was able to change. I was able to 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 change my style because I brought in new coaches. Yeah, yeah. What's it like to know that Sussex Central High School was formed in 1969, and from 1969 until 2017, there have been exactly two wrestling coaches, mm-hmm. you and Herm. Do you ever stop and think about that at all? A lot of people bring it up. A lot of people can't or don't don't believe. 
You know, it's it's like like administrators in school. Yeah. They're only there four or five years, they move on. Yeah. You know, and same thing with coaches, you know. Guys, back in my time, um, coaches didn't hang around very long in any sport. You know, maybe 10 years max and they moved on. But uh, like, you know, you, you, before you talk about the powerhouses, Smyrna's had like six or seven head coaches. Mm-hmm. You know, Central's only had two, like like you said. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's hard for people to, to understand or believe that uh, that's possible. Yeah, that is. It is pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you're still coaching tennis for the rest of the school year. <laughs> That's your other sport that yeah. you coach for a while. I told somebody I got 400 wins in, in wrestling and I got 400 losses in, <laughs> in tennis. <laughs> uh, but anyway, you're going to ride off into retirement after this year. Do you have any any big plans for your retirement? Well, I, I like to fish. You know, I, I like to fish. You know, in the Outer Banks in October. So my wife is allowing me to go down for three weeks in, in October to, to, to do that. She's also a teacher in the school. Yeah, district, she's yeah, also, so, uh, yeah. she wants to stay longer. You know, I said, so, you know, why don't you retire? We, uh, we just purchased uh, a motorhome, yeah. and um, I'm hoping that we're going to uh, use that. I don't want to sit around, you know, in the yard. Uh, but, yeah, more camping, more fishing, and uh, more, more things that I just want to do. Well, that's great, Phil, and I wish you luck in your retirement. I know everybody's going to going to miss you next year. Uh, you know, it's going to be a little weird next year not to have you, you know, coaching <laughs> wrestling. But I do want to. I really want to thank you for uh, taking the time out to talk to us today. And I appreciate it very much. Yeah, thanks, Phil. Right. IRSD Spotlight is produced by the Indian River School District. Episodes can be accessed through iTunes or by visiting irsd.net and going to the podcast link under the Discover IRSD tab. It is also available through several mobile podcast apps. Thank you for listening, and we'll be back soon with more great news and information from the Indian River School District. Until then, remember that Indian River truly is a model of excellence.